but now we have this element of looking like a queer couple, not just that, that mm -hmm. straight couple. And just business as usual for us. We still hold, we still hold hands in public. We still kiss in public. Mm -hmm. um, just like we did years ago before I came out. Welcome to Queer Sacramento, a podcast about the lives of LGBTQ plus people, businesses, and events in and around the capital city of California, Sacramento. I'm your host, Michael Q. I am a certified and licensed massage therapist, professional stage actor, and owner of Q's Massage Studio, body positive massage therapy, right here in the Lavender Heights district of Midtown. All right, so I'm here with Maddie Cadell. So first of all, Maddie, can you tell us your pronouns? Hi, everyone. Um, Maddie, uh, she, her, hers pronouns. Awesome. And Maddie is a producer with CBS 13 here in Sacramento. And I want to have you on because, one, I know you from the Sacramento Gamers course, mm -hmm. but we also kikied super hard at sidetracks during karaoke. Just some of the most badass, uh, amazing, just goodness. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, yes, yes. I need to get to know her because she's amazing. Thank you. So, yes. So thank you for being on my little podcast. Yeah, thank you, you know? for having me. It's great. I think it's, it's uh, I love doing this and it's just great to be able to get to know people and what they do and just their lives, you know, especially here in Sacramento. So, so first of all, uh, can you let us know where you're from and how long you've been here in Sacramento? Yeah, so um, I, I'm originally from the Toronto area in Canada, and I kind of grew up all over the place. Um, I've been in Sacramento f since November 2012, so about seven years now. Um, I, uh, the longest place I really ever lived was Western New York, around Buffalo. Um, I've also lived in Pennsylvania and did a brief stint in Ohio as well. So I've been kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always, for me, I'm always intrigued when I hear about like people moving different places because I literally have just lived in essentially one spot. So mm -hmm. Columbus, Ohio is my home. It was my home for basically 39 years of my life. Go Buckeyes. And, right? It's like my lifeblood. It runs in my blood. It's just what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Columbus. It's just mm -hmm. all the things. What made you want to move like out of Canada to New York like what were the reasons behind those? most of it was just a family thing um, my mom was American and um, my stepfather was Canadian and um, we uh, he had an opportunity to come to the States for work and so um, my mom was already being American she uh, she's also from Ohio um, jumped on that opportunity and so here we came okay yeah and then what you uh, what brought you out here to California? Ah, see, I met a California girl. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Every story starts <laughs> off like that. There's so many songs. Yes. <laughs> Wish they all could be California right? girls. Um, we, uh, we were living in Buffalo, New York, okay. and um, we actually... Um, she was going to school, university in, in Buffalo, and I was working, and we had met through um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We were Mormons. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> and uh, we met at a uh, Book of Mormon study group. Mm-hmm. And we just hit it off immediately. And we and I just knew that she would be somebody important in my life. And, um, you know, we qu quickly started dating, as Mormons tend to do. And we got engaged, as Mormons tend to do. And um, 
we uh, decided, you know, she, she said, I don't think I can do another winter in Buffalo. It's just too cold. And I said, well, I understand that. And um, so she's like, well, let's go home to... Uh, take me home to California. I'm like, I've never been, but it sounds nice. So <laughs> right. take me home. To <laughs> yep. And, um, so I applied for jobs all over California, um, and Sacramento called and I started my career here. Oh, okay. So the Mormon thing. Yes. So what, um, so was your entire family Mormon? Like, I don't know anything about Mormonism. Only yeah. thing I really know is from the musical of the Book of Mormon. Okay. Um, so they have their a slant, you know. Um, it's pretty accurate, but yes, yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of bias there. But um, so my mom and I uh, were, my, my stepfather was not, did not attend um, church with us. Um, so it was just okay. my mom and I. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so that's interesting. I guess I've, I've never heard of, I mean, I don't know anything, but I guess I didn't know that with, um, with Mormonism, you could have a family where like maybe the mom is a Mormon, but the dad is not, I guess I just thought it was always like the nucleus all had to be, it was like all or nothing. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's kind of how they're built and advertised. Um, because the, their, their big focus is the family. Mm -hmm. Um, but we uh, we were converts. Um, I joined the church when I was fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. My my mom. I don't want to say how old she was, but um, you know, obviously much later in life as well. And so mm-hmm. um, we joined as a family, just the two of us. And my stepfather just wasn't interested in, in joining us, and okay. which was fine. Um, they uh, the church didn't shun us for that. Um, it was just uh, you definitely felt a little out of place because there was like, you know, man, woman, two point five kids, like. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much the standard, but um, everybody, you know, for the most part, was pretty welcoming. Um, didn't hold that against us that we had different a different life path. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, when you moved out here to um, Sacramento, were you still Mormon? So we were on our way out. Um, we got married pretty quickly after we moved here, um, and we did not get married in the temple. Um, we both of us had kind of decided that we didn't want the two of us having a family off to the start, like through the temple and, and being Mormon. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of just saw this as an opportunity for a fresh start uh, to set our own values and set our own relationship goals. And um, we had a very traditional Mormon wedding in terms of like not having alcohol and, and you know, um, inviting, you know, just close family and some friends um, mm-hmm. and, uh you know, almost like the reception part of a traditional wedding. Right. Uh, where you know, there's dancing. So we kind of kept some of those values a little bit, but um, we made it a goal to, to give us a fresh start out here. Okay. And then also I was just thinking, so if, with, so how did the Mormonism and the gay thing work out? How did all of that? Yeah, that was a struggle. Um, it, uh, it was very depressing. It was very difficult. Um, I... I tried to be as honest as I could. Uh, I did speak to some church leaders that I was having these feelings. They call it um, same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. They try to avoid terms like homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so however you want to call it. Um, I. But, you know, at the end of the day, it still did not make me feel comfortable because I was still not being able to live as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we hear that a lot, but what does that really mean? I think that... Um, I still felt very sheltered. I still felt 
like I wasn't able to to live. I was mm-hmm. just existing, um, you know, just following the rules, like everything I was supposed to do. You know, don't drink coffee, um, you know, don't smoke cigarettes, and don't have sex with someone of the same gender. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like all these rules that you just followed, and you know, I mean, no coffee, no cigarettes, I could do, but. You, gender and identity is such a huge and powerful thing like you just that can't be ignored and that's just really hard to suppress yeah yeah I mean I want, so did you because you moved out to Sacramento yeah so she's my wife uh, we got married okay. yeah, married. Um, and I hadn't uh, the big reveal I hadn't transitioned yet mm-hmm. um, so I was still presenting as male and so, for all intents and purposes, we look like a, a normal straight couple, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And so, when you two were, like, when you first when you first saw her at the like one of the first meetings, and mm-hmm. w- um, when did that conversation come up about like your gender and your expression? It, that took a long time. Um, I I told her on um, one of our dates that I said, you know, I was feeling a little different. And I said, I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like. Um, To kind of back that up just a little bit, if you don't mind. um, No, I don't mind at all. uh, Part of my journey of being uh, queer in the Mormon church is I did seek therapy um, through an LDS therapist. And um, some advice that was given to me when I expressed uh, feelings of being transgender uh, was that nobody would really understand what that meant. And you should come out as gay. Mm-hmm. And see if that is something that um, is better for you. Um, and then, oh, by the way, keep continuing to pray and you'll end up marrying somebody in the temple. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're like, okay. Um, so I, I was kind of, I, I went through the next few years under the impression I was just a gay man. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the end of it. And so when I met Megan and I was like instantly attracted to her, I'm like very confused. I'm like, she's a woman. I'm supposed to be gay. Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Well, years later, I discover I'm a gay woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Surprise. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I, it wasn't until like our honeymoon when um, I really brought forward the, the transgender word, like, Hey, like there's a, there's a term for this. Like I'm different because I don't feel like I was in the right body. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like uh, I could be your husband. I feel like I could be your wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, still holding on to a lot of religious guilt um, and still holding on to a lot of my own feelings and trying to better understand. Um, it was a pretty lonely time for the, for the, the next couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my, uh, my wife was very supportive through the through the whole process um that is so awesome and i was able to you know bounce a lot of ideas off her um and really come to myself she was my my biggest supporter and it was she was actually eventually trying to push me out uh to go public Mm -hmm. um because she was just seeing the somewhat how much happier i was and how much more confident as a person i was um that is so beautiful to have a person who really sticks by your side like through your transition mm-hmm. so i mean and you and there's a couple of different transitions there's the mormonism yes. you know, transition 
Uh, but then there's the physical transition from one area of the country to another area of the country. Correct. You know, and then there's another transition. There's the the gender expression and identity transition. Yes. I mean, that is, that is powerful. We've had a lot of hurdles, um, yeah. and it hasn't been easy, for sure. Um, I'm very grateful, and I'm very lucky that we've made it, um, and we're we're continuing to to grow and progress today. Um, it's it's been amazing. It's been an amazing ride. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So now I want to talk about your job. So you're a producer with CBS 13 mm-hmm. um, and here in Sacramento. And so so what made you want to get into TV and producing? Like- yeah, it's um, it's something I've always wanted to do. Since I was about seven years old. I've wanted to, I knew I wanted to work in television. Um, you know, most kids, they, they come home and they watch their, their cartoons and whatever. And I would watch the news. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't, I don't know if I just didn't have a childhood or what, but, um, and I would like flip through the, cause at the time I was living in the Buffalo area. So I, you know, I would watch all the Buffalo stations and flip through those. And, um, that is interesting. I just, I just, I just fell in love with it. I loved the idea of storytelling and being part of your community and serving your community in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made a huge impact on me. Um, it was very cool because, uh, finally when I was able to get a career, uh, I worked at the station I used to watch in Buffalo and worked amongst oh, some of the cool. people I grew up watching. Uh, it was quite an honor to be able to to do that, like come full circle like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, truly wanted to get into weather specifically. Um, mm-hmm. So I really wanted to be a TV meteorologist. Um, so I, when I was a kid, I was like a super science nerd and I had like textbooks on weather and meteorology and I would just really? read for fun. And again, I had no childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with weather too, so I totally I can understand that. It's so fascinating, eh? Yeah. Like how yeah. um, just like to see the world around you and understand it better, like why we have clouds, why there's winds, like what creates fog. Like it's just yeah. so interesting. And like nowadays with our climate crisis, like even more so, even more so, it's important. Like we weren't talking about that back then, and like here now, so even more important. But um, I fell into producing, um, got away from the weather. Um, and fell into producing because um, I found that my favorite part of the job was writing. I, I love oh, to write scripts. Um, I enjoy writing articles. Um, I have a blog that I, I write on a regular basis. Oh, okay. Um, it's Is that a, a personal blog for yourself? Or yes. can anyone kind of see it? Can anyone see it? Oh, I invite everybody to come and read it. Um, okay. It's uh, mostly about my journey as a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to, to come out and, um, you know, leave the LDS church, come into myself. Um, and, uh, I touch on a little bit, you know, being Canadian as well, um, in the United States. Um, okay. So, so yeah, I'll make sure that I add that in the show notes. So oh, that perfect. people are interested, they can click on, you know, a link and, and yeah. read that. Thank you. I cool. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would see, um, when I got really comfortable writing, um, scripts and then the next the natural path from being an associate producer by just writing scripts would be to actually build your own newscast and build your own shows and so um, I, I did that I had the opportunity to graduate to a weekend producer and then from there um, where I would you know produce on the weekends and then write for newscast three days a week uh, just as a, again just as a writer just writing scripts and then um, mm-hmm. from there I became a full-time producer and um, that was all in 2008, 2009. And then um, 
still doing that to this day, still producing newscasts. All of that is so fascinating to me. So I only know the term producer from a theater perspective. Of course. So that's what I know. I know them as, you know, there's even a musical called The Producers. Yes. And the musical is, you know, they, you know, they make fun of them in a number of different ways. Um, and, but one of the things that uh, is well known, or at least one of the producers says, you know, never put your own money into the show. Yes. So <laughs> they're the, I know producers as people always trying to get the money to put on the show. Mm-hmm. And so they are, they're not necessarily involved with the casting. They're not necessarily, uh, not directly. Right. Um, but, you know, they have a say. Um, so they're kind of the ones that really control the narrative of how they, pr- they're the ones who help to get the, uh, the production, <laughs> um, lack of a better word, um, up and running. And so that's what I, I know the producer is that. And so with TV, it sounds like you have more of a writing capacity. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it is a little bit different um, in that uh, I, do put, I do put an entire show together. And I guess an easy way to think of it is if you can see somebody on television reading it, I basically wrote it. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of simplistic, but that's kind of the gist. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know it's like intros to reporters when we go out to live on the scene for something. You know, like we're following mm-hmm. breaking news. Here's blah blah blah. So and so with more. Um, like we'll write those scripts. Um, any any time that you see like a video running on air and there's an anchor talking over that video, um, that's mm-hmm. a script that I would have written. Also in charge of the timing of the show, making sure we hit all the commercial breaks because mm-hmm. there's money involved, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, and making sure that we're out on time, like we do have a schedule to follow. Yeah, so it's it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of juggling, but uh, I do spend the majority of my day writing, writing scripts, making sure everything looks good, uh, checking video to make, um, I'll add the video as needed also responsible for getting together the live crews and helping um make sure their product goes to air like they'll submit a story um, we call it a package mm-hmm. and um they uh you know i'll make sure that that tape plays well, i guess we don't have tapes anymore but um make sure the video clip plays um and mm-hmm. make sure that their live shot goes to air properly and with you being a part of the queer community and working for a tv station has it, how has that been for you, being queer and working for the station? Um, I will say that I've been very blessed uh, to have a very uh, compassionate and understanding employer. Um, I, w- I came out at work mm-hmm. um, just a, a few short years ago. Um, and the management from the top down, um, even amongst my peers, uh, were very accepting um, and very supportive. I, uh, I, it was amazing. It was not something that I expected, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not really sure why I didn't expect that. But um, I guess, you know, fear of the unknown, eh? Like you just yeah. never really know mm-hmm. yeah, until absolutely. you do it. Um, but uh, I've been so lucky that uh, it really hasn't impacted my job at all. Um, I've been able to, to grow into myself. And I like to think that my um i've been a better employee now that i've come out because mm-hmm. um i don't have to worry about my gender identity or my gender expression anymore like i'm just me right. yeah i'm just showing up and doing a job just as a regular person and um i know for a fact that i've gained so much more confidence in myself mm-hmm. and um i would think that that would make me a better employee yeah and i i came out here as a transgender woman um here in Sacramento and I felt very safe. Like there were times where I wasn't out publicly 
but I was still like, I would go out on weekends with my wife uh, dressed as myself Mm -hmm. before I was out. And I'm sure I looked ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely didn't have the confidence I have now. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, just trying to, to learn to be comfortable in this body. Um, And, you know, I never had um, an issue. Um, I was just, you know, I was wearing a dress but that's what I wanted to wear that day. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I ha- I've had issues in California. Um, I've had issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been told I've been using, I was using the wrong bathroom once at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was, I was chased by men um, who were yelling it to me and pointing at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you know, California is not like all this like glorious haven Right. That it paints itself to be, at times, mm-hmm. This uh, it's a big city with a small town feel to it because mm-hmm. you are able to be amongst your neighbors in a safe environment, just doing doing you, you doing yeah. you. Um, it was something that I, it took me getting used to um, because when I, obviously when I came out, now we, my wife and I appeared as a lesbian couple mm-hmm. and like we had a debate with ourselves for a while. Do we hold hands in public? Do we like, how do we? How do we do this? How do we, you know, we still want to be affectionate toward one another. But now we have this element of looking like a queer couple, not just that, that mm-hmm. straight couple. And just business as usual for us. We still help, we still hold hands in public. We still kiss in public. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we did years ago before I came out. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting thing. And I'm really glad you mentioned that. Some people that don't live in California, who live in other areas of the country or who live in different areas of the world. I think that the perception of California is that it is kind of sunshine and rainbows, you know, it is the queer haven. It's uh, the place where we all just, you know, we're um, just holding hands and, Mm -hmm. you know, singing Kumbaya. And so, like I mentioned in the trailer of this podcast, you know, people mostly think of San Francisco when they think of California. You know, and they think of L.A., you know, or San Diego. So they think of those cities which are on the coast. Yes. (laughs) They think of the coastal cities. And so there's a huge chunk of land and demographic outside of the coast that, you know, we still have to govern our lives. There are places that look like Ohio. Yes, you know, absolutely. Reminds me very much of Ohio here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there are are places, you know, there are places that just like look like other areas of the Midwest. There are areas that look like the South. There are places so... Uh, and people move here from different areas of the country. So just because, you know, someone is, you know, a bigot in Mississippi, they're going to still be a bigot in California. There's people that are just, you know, they stay who they are no matter where they are. So mm-hmm. although they may be moving to, you know, this glorious, you know, um, state of California, they, you know, may still have some of those ideals. And so, like you're mentioning, it's 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 just good for people to know overall yes. that California is an awesome state. I'm so glad that I live here. Uh, but it does have its own issues with, like, uh, homosexuality. So it has its own issues with race relations, for sure. And so it's good to know specifically, though, that Sacramento is... There are pockets of areas of Sacramento... Uh, and even generally speaking, I can even say that I feel very safe here. I do, sure, absolutely, and I would one hundred percent agree with you. Um, Sacramento's—it's been a—it's been a really great experience for me um, and our family, my wife and I, um, to have been here throughout this time in our lives because I have been safe and comfortable to to be here. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I guess if there were, lastly, um, to wrap up, if there were kind of three things that you were to 
let people know about kind of your job, what okay. would those three things be? My job. Um, okay. Well, I would say journalism. Um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating career. I, I still try to think of it as a public service. Um, we get a lot of feedback from our viewers, um, you know, positive. And then there's also some of those naysayers out there that think that we have some sort of bias one way or another. And mm -hmm. I, I'm proud of the work that I do every day. I think that it's a very important job um, being being there in the community, sharing what's going on in the community. It helps connect us because uh, we all share this space. There's, you know, 460,000 of us in Sacramento and we're all here. If anybody is interested in, um, you know, talking to people and learning of you know if they're really passionate about storytelling um definitely mm -hmm. look into it as a career i would say it's uh there's lots of different ways you can go because i know media is rapidly changing you know newspapers right. used to be the thing right and then now and then radio was the thing and then right. tv was the thing and then now we're doing podcasts and now mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of web stuff and so there's lots of different facets of journalism uh, tv has such a stronghold um still to this day and we're finding ways to adapt with the web which has been awesome it's been a great experience for me yeah. um, i started this career before twitter was a thing mm -hmm. and facebook it's interesting to watch that all evolve over time Wow, I can uh, only imagine. I love I mean, telling yeah. that to my interns. Like when we started, we had tapes, like literal tapes that we edited on beta, <laughs> beta tapes that we edited together on machines. And They're like, what does that mean? Right, like what does that mean? And <laughs> um, so to see it's ever changing in this business, and that's kind of the, one of the things that I really do enjoy. Well, as, as much as I do enjoy the writing, but just like watching it come and go like just seeing mm -hmm. where we are these days with twitter like we reach out to people on twitter for story ideas and oh, i love that it's uh it's it's amazing we connect with our viewers in a whole different way so um they complement each other and so definitely I, I encourage anybody to to look into it and see where it takes you um yeah i've you know there's people that i went to school with that are you know news anchors and reporters mm -hmm. and um you know, there's, you know, people that have blogs and people that travel and write about their traveling experiences. And there's, there's not just this hyper local newscast that I can do. There's mm -hmm. all kinds of different jobs you could do. If so if, if someone's interested in being like an intern, how do they, how do they do that? Like specifically like with your radio station or radio, oh my God, your radio station. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the TV, the TV station. What, what would they need to do if they want to be an intern at CBS 13? Yeah. Um, I definitely contact the, the station. Um, and, uh, we do hire interns on occasion. I don't know what our hiring process is like okay. uh, for interns. Um, but definitely if that's something you're interested in, you uh, typically, they encourage people with like a journalism program, or like a degree. Or yeah, or like if like, you're yeah. going to, uh, we we have on occasion uh, brought in people from Sac State. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's uh, we have some UC Davis grads in our uh, newsroom, uh, so we take you know students from all over. Um, That's great. And then lastly, with um, your Mormon background, would would it be comfortable for any of those people to contact you if they have any questions about? like being queer and being a part of the Mormon church? Is that something that you'd be interested in? Yeah. Or, um, or allow people to contact you about? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think the more voices that we can get out there, the, the, the healing can begin. Um, it was uh, it was a really difficult time in my life. I mean, I, I met a lot of great friends. I have um, I've had in like pretty much an adopted family there. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them 
uh, a lot of people that I've known through the church have stopped contacting us because we're no longer a part of the church. And mm-hmm. um, the, still, I have a lot of uh, members of the church that still do contact me. And so it, it um, I, I've been pretty lucky, I think, that I've had a lot of um, maintained some friendships okay. uh, that I've met over the years. And um, but it's not something as a as a queer person can do alone. And it's right. very difficult to be in that church and be queer, especially openly queer, if that's how you choose to live. And I would absolutely, it'd be my pleasure to help anyone kind of, even if they're questioning mm-hmm. um, their orientation or identity. Okay. I would I would be more than happy to, to discuss that and see what you can do to, if that's, if you want to continue that lifestyle within the church or if you want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've done it both ways, so. Okay, Yeah, thank you. I, so I'll try to have some of that in the show notes, so any information that you want to relay to people to be able to contact Great. you, I'll put that in the, in the notes. So, thank you. Yes. 